0: Hello and welcome to day 76 of our Bible reading course. While Luke's account of the resurrection focuses on events in and around Jerusalem, John takes us from there to Galilee. Today's passage is John chapters 20 and 21. Let's pray. God of creation, who gave the world a new beginning on that first Easter morning, bring fresh hope and joy to me as I hear your word now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realise that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord and she told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, But these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Afterwards Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred metres. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three, but even with so many the net was not torn. Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, "Follow me." Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, If I want him to remain alive until I return... What is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumour spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. One of John's favourite themes throughout his Gospel is the contrast between darkness and light, and here once again he includes it on Easter morning. While the Synoptic writers say it was very early, or dawn, John states the fact that it was still dark light and revelation were yet but about to shine after mary magdalene has raised the alarm that the tomb is empty we have a fuller description than in luke of peter's dash there to see for himself he's accompanied by another disciple the one jesus loved usually understood to be john himself who's obviously quicker than peter and so gets there first After Peter has gone in and noticed the position of the burial cloths, this man also enters the tomb. In a statement of personal confession, we're told, he saw and believed. Remember that last word. Although the other Gospels name various of the women getting up early that day, John focuses on Mary Magdalene because he's about to give us another of his famous one-to-one conversations. It's a moving scene of sorrow, confusion, Jesus asking almost playfully who she's looking for, and then the joyous moment of revelation, Raboni, the Aramaic form of rabbi. Another theme of John's is how the glorification of Jesus comprises his death, resurrection and ascension as three parts of the same reality. Hence the immediate reference here, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. As Mary returns to the disciples, we note how it's a woman who is the first witness to the resurrection, as Matthew also bears out in his account. I have seen the Lord. The kingdom of God has begun. That evening Jesus appears to them all, as we saw yesterday in Luke. Here we have John's abbreviated form of the Great Commission, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And then a foretaste of the day of Pentecost, as he breathes the Holy Spirit onto them and gives them authority to forgive sins. Thomas' confession a week later is well known, as that word believe appears again. Stop doubting and believe. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed which is then gathered up in the summary statement that follows. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. John's Gospel, as with the other three, are not written to be biographies or memoirs. Their purpose is to stimulate and encourage faith. The disciples head to Galilee as the angels in Matthew and Mark had told them, and while waiting for him there, they go out to fish. But without Jesus they catch nothing, until he calls out from the shore, and suddenly the nets are full. Just as Mary hadn't recognised him in the garden, nor do they hear, the same words are used. Until John, who was not only a faster runner than Peter, but evidently had better eyesight, realized. And just as Peter had shot past him into the tomb, so here he shoots out of the boat and heads for shore. It is the Lord. A moment of enlightenment to match Mary's Rabboni. After breakfast, Peter has his own one-to-one with Jesus, who forgives and reinstates him three times, once for each denial he'd made at the trial. And then he's called afresh as he had been once before on that very shoreline, what must have seemed so very long ago. Follow me. There are so many pictures of wonder and joy in today's reading. John thoughtfully at the tomb, Mary in the garden, Thomas indoors, John again in the boat, and Peter. With an elated, if undignified, leap into the water to get to Jesus. Which of these images sticks particularly in my mind, and why? Peter's question to Jesus at the end of the passage, Lord, what about him? reminds us how easy it is to compare our situation with that of other people, including other Christians. Does this ever happen to me? Do I wish I could be somebody else? How can I become content in the person God has made me to be and the calling he has given me to follow him? Lord Jesus, thank you for the way you appeared to and spoke with each individual after your resurrection. This is how you are with me too, and I praise you that you know me so well During these strange days of coronavirus, be to me all that I need, I pray, whatever that might be. And just as your disciples were living in fear behind locked doors until you came and spoke peace to them, I pray that you would draw near to anyone I know who is similarly anxious and afraid in their home at this time. May your shalom and good news come to them and bring them hope. Amen.